You're listening to The Holdcast with Jack Grimsey and Robert Lintott. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Holdcast. I am your host, Jack Grimsey, for 7500toholt.com, and we are talking about everything around Aston Villa. Two losses to start the season. We're going to go over those, answer your Twitter questions, and preview the next match. Hey, Robert, how's it going? It's going wonderfully. I'm glad to be back, uh, though sad to be talking about Villa. Yeah, uh, my co-host Robert Lintot. Of course, you had to write the match report today. I, I honestly can't remember writing a more angry match report than I did today. I I remember you've written some pretty angry ones in the past, but it's, it's we knew Villa were losing at the end of last season all the time. Yeah. But apparently it hasn't changed, and I can understand why everyone has a right to be angry after today. Yeah, after watching that, I actually had the vast majority of that report written by the 70th minute. But let's rewind. Was, yeah, yeah <laughs> let's, let's rewind and go back to last Sunday against Sheffield Wednesday. Let's talk about happier times when we only lost by one goal to a team in our league. When we probably should have, could have came away with a victory. Or a draw. Either would have been totally fine. At least a scoreless draw against a team that lost the promotion playoff final. Okay. Yeah. That's a decent result. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it looked like Villa were in line for it. They didn't, you know, the first half they didn't look like the better team. Sheffield Wednesday was bossing it around. But it's the opening game in an away match. Sure, whatever. We didn't give up a goal. It was fine. Yeah, and and going down the stretch you thought, oh, there's a chance for us to nick a goal here maybe and take the three points. Yeah, absolutely, because in the second half there, I thought for at least most of the second half, Villa looked like the better of the two teams. Oh, yeah, without question, they were knocking on the door mm-hmm. and looked likelier to score, I think, if if either side was going to score. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it turned, and, into the old, it turned into the old Villa. Yeah, and, you know, the funny thing is, despite the fact that the whole team sort of all villaed it, um, I still think we would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think we still would have gotten a zero-zero draw had it not been for one fatal error. Yeah, that sliced Galini clearance. It wasn't quite what we saw from Brad Guzan in the past, but Pierluigi Galini has made his first error in the first real game of his Villa career. So not really a great start. No, and I mean, you know, you say it wasn't quite Brad Guzan, but it looked so similar in so many ways to that time he gave up a uh, goal to Aguero against Man City. Yeah, it just kind of went further. Yeah, and it went off the side of his foot. Like, what is it about Aston Villa that we can't find keepers who know how to use their frickin' feet? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I, don't, I, I don't know I, I'm apparently that. more angry about that than I thought I was. <laughs> that surprised even me. I don't know how to answer that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did say before before the show in chat that you were wondering if we could just do five minutes of swearing, which you can. I think we're gonna let you do that on your own time. <laughs> I feel like I, I need it. Apparently, I've got more anger about that error than I thought. But I mean, it was it was. It's really inexcusable. As a goalkeeper, you've got the job of catching or protecting the goal, catching the ball, protecting the goal, and then kicking the ball a really damn long distance. 
Like, even if you don't kick it well, if you don't kick it straight, so long as you get it past the halfway line, that's usually safe enough. Yeah, if you could boot it out of play, but past the halfway line every time, eh, whatever, do it. It's actually an improvement over you what know, we saw from Brad Guzan. Guzan would probably only get a 35-40 meters and it would be out, because he'd be aiming for a fullback or a winger. But if you had the plan to just send it. But Galini can kick it quite far. Like, yeah, he I can. saw him taking goal kicks that got, I don't know, 15, 20 meters into the opposition's half, which is further than I remember seeing Guzan kick it, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, as angry as it makes me, it's one mistake. I don't think it's a damning piece of evidence against Golini. Um, but boy, is it. I actually don't think I would even really be that angry if it hadn't been for the fact that we just lived through this. Exactly. This was supposed to be in the past, and it was the same villa, and there wasn't a whole lot of fight after the goal. No, there really wasn't, and that's the really frustrating part about this team, is that any sign of adversity, and they seem to sort of crumble. Yeah, because if, if on the rare occasion that Villa actually do take the lead, that's the thing, is usually they just go behind from the off, go down 2-0, no, get a goal back, and lose 3-1 or something, but when they go a goal up, and then if they concede that lead... It's just devastating, and that's what happened in, in today's match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that Sheffield Wednesday match, it was tough, but it was against a good team. It was away. I can understand it. I thought the referee, like you've got in our notes here, was really not that good. I'm not sure if it was match-changingly bad, but there's enough mitigating factors in that loss that you can say, okay, it was a loss. But Yeah, today, you just lost by one goal. At least we didn't give up a sloppy one at the end because... You know, you start denting the goal difference, and yeah, exactly. So it's you know that's excusable, but like you like you intimated, today was exactly the opposite. There's nothing to excuse today. No, no, and there were like you were talking about a couple of other factors, like hitting the post what three times today. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean, unlucky, yeah. but it is. But, you know, what isn't unlucky is atrocious managing. It's a, well, atrocious substitution and atrocious defensive playing. That's not unlucky. That's just bad. I mean, it's unlucky that Roberto Mateo <laughs> has those players at his disposal, and those are the only players he has because, you know, I think Carlos Sanchez would have been all right in midfield today. Yeah, I think he would have, and I think he was the type of player we needed because... You know, There's Aston no Villa go up early. Defensive mid that can just take somebody out. Like, sometimes you got to do that in the championship. Yep. Just take somebody out. And, you know, we go up early against a League 2 team, and we look like we're ready to trounce them, which is exactly what we should be doing against a League 2 team. And then they get a goal back, which is unfortunate, but okay, whatever. I thought Gary Gardner looked a shambles. I thought Jordan Amavi looked really bad on that goal, but whatever. It's still a League Two team, and you're still Aston freaking Villa. You should yeah, be able to trounce them. Yeah, goal at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah, and so you shouldn't, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's the first half. It's not like you gave it up in the dying seconds. So regain your composure, and Villa couldn't do that, and there was a massive gap between midfield and defense that Luton Town kept exploiting, and it's exactly the kind of gap and the kind of situation that could have called for someone like Carlos Sanchez to throw a big old tackle and make his mark on that match. Even Petrov would have been so slow tracking back that he would have broken up the play more than the guys who were in there. They just, the midfield didn't exist. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. Gary Gardner looked totally out of his depth, which is a bad sign when you're playing a League Two team. Um, and it's worth yeah, mentioning, for someone, he really did... for someone who 
had been really someone we were looking forward to this season. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it wouldn't be really worth carping on, except he really did not look good in the Sheffield Wednesday match either. No, not exactly. So two matches in a row in which he looked like a shell of what we expected. It's a, And it's a totally new team playing together, which he had the friendly. Di Matteo, he's had the friendlies. That wasn't something that Remy Gard got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's. I mean, yeah, there really are. It's still only August tenth. Um, I, I just don't month, know. There's still three weeks left in the transfer window. There's yeah. time to get new players. Yeah, but I guess the big issue is that attitude. I mean, you know, we give up that goal and we just look garbage. And Ross McCormick had a stupid yellow at the beginning of the match, but okay. Jordan but then, had a stupid yellow. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is we get to the point where... Sorry you know, for those sound issues, if if you heard that. <laughs> we get to the point where, you know, Jordan Ayu just randomly goes charging into someone who doesn't even have the ball near them. Yeah, with just a couple him. minutes left to the half, and that's just the dumbest thing. Just get to the half. Yeah, um, and so you get stuff like that, and there's some issues. I mean, you know, the, center, the central defense wasn't looking great, but Micah Richards was out at right back, and... You know, someone on Twitter called me out. They said, I didn't think he looked that great. And I totally agree. He didn't look great, but he was certainly an upgrade over some of the other players we have at right back. I mean, certainly an upgrade over Alan Hutton. And then we get to the half and Roberto Di Matteo brings in Alan Hutton, bumps Richards over to center back and replaces Baker. And suddenly, in a surprise to no one, the team looks like garbage. Yeah, I mean, some of it, do we think... Elphick has anything really to do with the defense positively? Like, does does he organize them better? Because he's not someone who's a star defender. I think it's much too early to say, but I will say that Elphick looked very strong in that match against Sheffield Wednesday. And, and I don't certainly just mean, was concussed. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I don't just mean running into someone and keeping on, but he looked very strong. And yeah, so yeah, if, yeah, I thought he was a good defender. Yeah, if you want to shore up the central defense. Um, you know, it's if you want to shore up the central defense, then use him. Don't put Micah Richards in a bad position, and then sure as hell don't put Alan Hutton on the pitch. And don't put Richards and Hutton next to each other, oh for Christ's sake. Richards just likes to go forward, which is fine. It's fine. Let him go forward. Let him just do his thing on the wing. If he gets caught out of position, there's still three other defenders and maybe defensive mid who can get back. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's true. If both of those idiots go out there, you're kind of screwed. Yeah, exactly. It was just... And and the thing was, you saw that happen and you're like, well, that's a horribly stupid move. And 45 seconds later, Lutontown charges up their left, our right, blows past Alan Hutton, makes Micah Richards look like an idiot, and only a little bit of pinball gets the ball out of, you know, the goal, basically. Yeah. Just, I, there were there were plenty of goal on clearances by by both sides. Actually, it was a pretty exciting game. Yeah, I mean it was, and it was a if fun game. If you were game neutral of- watching it, or if you were anti Villa watching it, you probably were having a blast. Yeah, it just the problem is we're not neutral, and we've never been neutral. And I'm so sick and tired of having matches that are fun for the neutral and horrible, but for being an Aston Villa fan. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's the League Cup. Who gives a damn, really? 
But I'm so tired of getting knocked out of the League Cup by crappy lower league teams, and I'm so tired of not making any waves in this cup. We could have used another training match in the League Cup, a.k.a. go out in round two using another team you're testing players on because it's still very early in the season. And that would have been against Leeds United, who you would hope you could beat with a half A side, half B side. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, then again, you would hope you could beat Luton Town with a half A side, half B side. You could hope you'd be Luton with a C side, but yeah, we played we played with a high grade B side or slash A side, really. I mean, quite frankly, I preferred this starting lineup for the most part to the one that we saw against Sheffield Wednesday. I think the only thing I would have wanted is Elphick in place of Akora, and I thought that even before the match. And boy, afterwards, yeah, he just did just because what? No, no, just dead. Yeah. Of the change we got. We got Amavi, of course, it was a big change at left back. Mm-hmm. And Alex Carson kept pointing out on Twitter, and he's absolutely right, that Amavi right now still looks terrible in defense. He is not doing what he needs to do. Yeah, but <laughs> this team can't score at all, so if we're going to give one up anyways. Yeah, that's true. And if he can contribute going forward and make one, then at least we're back to score one. Yeah, exactly. It just, I, I don't know, there's nothing but anger from but this. But if, if you have Elphick playing next to him, that's going to help a bit. And if you actually had a defensive mid who would track back, Westwood's not a defensive mid. Yeah. He's a uh, deep-lying playmaker, but he's not a defensive mid. He's not someone <laughs> caught and gets stuck in. He's not a stopper. Yeah. Doesn't exactly. really do a whole lot to protect the back back for especially the center backs who are weak when you keep rotating them and there's no chance to get continuity yeah i mean i don't know it was there was nothing but anger i wasn't even panicked i'm not even i don't think this marks necessarily what this whole season is going to be like but it's the same exact stupidity that cost us so many matches last year (laughs) if our players are actually this bad there's a reason to worry Oh, God, yes. If if this is an actual barometer of what we're like, then, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. Poor Di Matteo and poor Dr. Tony. <laughs> yeah, he looked irritated at this match. Oh, I think, yeah, I think irritated a little, probably is a little more than that on the anger scale. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Um but I don't know. I'm not sure if there's really much else to say about this match. Do you have anything you left in the tank? It was trash. <laughs> that garbage emoji. Yeah, it was It was just trash. Um, but like Dr. Tony Shio, we took to Twitter asking for questions that we would answer on the whole cast. And the first one we got was from King Tracks at King Tracks Show. Personally, I'd talk about defense, need to upgrade, and that kind of, kind of fits in perfectly. Um... I think we need a right back. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you know, we're getting signs that, you know, Micah Richards is going to be the one of the old guard veterans that's going to stay. If that's the case, use him at right back. But even still, make him a backup right back. Yeah. I mean, and like you said he, if he's going to stay there were rumors of James Chester joining from West Brom but they just bought him last year for like 11 million euros so i i don't really see us spending 10 million on a new center back unless we got rid of like Lescott and Richards yeah 
No, like, I if don't. Sunderland would have bought Richards, like, okay. And we would have sold Clark, like, yeah, I could have seen another center back for sure. And an, and an expensive one at that. Yep. But I think it has to be that right back. But I think today, um, you know, the defense needs to be upgraded, of course. But I think today made even more glaringly obvious that defense in the first half was not atrocious. What was atrocious throughout the entire match was the midfield. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know. It just it didn't exist. Aaron Tishbola looked okay. Or is it Shibola? <laughs> if you listen to the announcers that don't know how to do research. I um, don't know. I heard that from someone that the Reading PA announcer said Shibola last year. Then why is his nickname Tish? I don't know. I would that, need to, I, mean, I need to hear Aaron say his name to All right, let's start a petition if don't have a I, Oh a petition really? Yeah, a petition. Yeah, sorry. That's the wrong word. We need to start a Twitter campaign. Petish. Yeah, a petish. <laughs> and we can get uh, Aaron to say his name on Snapchat for us. Yeah. Nice and slowly, Aaron. We all need to know this one, and we'll send it to every announcer. <laughs> Just pin it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, right. yeah, what's our next question? Next one, <laughs> next one from True Villain AVFC. What's your thoughts on potential relegation, and will we get promoted? And yeah, those are pretty conflicting. But um, right now, technically, we are on pace to get relegated. <laughs> so is Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be funny if we both went down. They're even more screwed than we are if we take you know the pace and extrapolate it over the season. Yeah, we'd be pretty screwed if we went down. But they're gonna have a much worse goal differential than we will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, we're not on pace to get relegated. This. Uh, Talk to me in December. If we look as bad as we did last year, maybe I'll worry about relegation. But How many managers will we have gone through by then? Three? <laughs> maybe. Uh, I can't see. Yeah. This is, this is not a team that's going to get relegated, and I, I can't bring myself to worry about it. If we're thinking about this come the winter window, then I will seriously address it. But for now, no. Um Villa are many things. Villa are not great. Villa are a team that could very easily end up 13th, 14th, maybe even 16th. Villa are not a relegation candidate. Yeah, I think you have to be trying to lose that many games, but the way Yorosakura put that ball in the back of his own net <laughs> looked like match-fixing. Right? He just, I mean, his body was turned towards the net. He took a swing with the inside leg towards the net and looked so shocked when the ball went in the net. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was trying to do, but it almost looked like that. Right? Um, but, yeah, I don't think this is a relegation team. And I'm not so sure it's time to rule out promotion yet, either. Make a few of the changes that we've been hearing talk about because there's still time left in this transfer window, and I think this team could be shored up a lot. Bring in if we really decent- were going to sign Diawara, who's a defensive mid that's 17 million rumored, that's serious business. Yeah, and that's the kind of business that could change the face of this team. So, oh yeah, certainly, certainly. So yeah, let's not rule anything out yet. But also, also, I think some players like Jordan Vertu need to be given a chance. And we got a question from at the Lions underscore eighteen seventy four. Should we be worried that our form from last season will continue? How many additions do we need? And I feel like it's less less is almost more at this point in terms of additions because we got our star striker. Mm-hmm. We need a midfield. 
we need a midfielder and we need a right back, but a right back doesn't seem likely. And uh, yeah, uh, if but if we got a defensive midfielder and a creative midfielder, that, uh, that'd be good. So I think I'd be happy with two additions if there are any of those, two of those three. Yeah, I think so. Mostly a defensive uh, mid. You want to start a wonderful rumor? Let's say that uh, Aston Villa are going to try to swoop for Benteke again. Mm, I'm not sure we really need him, but God, can you imagine if he were back? Can you imagine Benteke in the championship? Yeah, that would be nice. It would be easy to it would be easy to get the ball to him without a midfield. You just punt it, play yeah. six at the back. Because Ross McCormick is not a small dude either. I could see the two of them just tearing things up, but play a six, six at the back. Obviously, you have no defensive mid. Two wingers and then two strikers. Yep. Obviously, I'm just making BS up. There's no chance of that. But every time I see a rumor of him leaving Liverpool, I keep going. Well, maybe Tony's got money. Liverpool still owes money for Bateke. Oh, see, we can just take that off the top. Okay, there you go. So, should we be worried about the form if we lose Saturday? Yeah. If we lose Uh, Saturday, panic, massive panic. I still wouldn't panic, but I'd sure as heck be getting closer. All right, it depends what the loss looks like. um, Yeah, that's a good point. True Villain AVFC again asked us thoughts on the next two games. Do we have to win both? The only thing we have to do is not lose both. Mm-hmm. Pro- pro- probably not lose either of the two. Win one, draw one, whatever. That's fine. Four points from three. Yep. Totally agree. Right. And, yep, so that was it on the on the Twitter questions. I think kind of got to keep this moving along because Robert doesn't have a ton of time. But, yeah, well, we did have, we did have another one about Tony using Twitter. And, yeah, he... He is trying to maintain that social media presence, which does give an inside view to the club, like we said, but sometimes... sometimes. What was his tweet today? I saw it, and I was just about to go teach, and so I know it was, like, fiery and irritated. What, about some players just don't have it? Yeah. Where did it go? I saw it, and it was pretty... Again, I'm not sure if it's a good thing for him to be tweeting, but boy... Yeah, the thing I thought is if if he says something and Di Matteo takes it the wrong way, and I mean I'm sure they're very close, just com- communicating face to face every day, at least unlike previous owner. Tony couldn't do this if he wasn't around Villa full time. Yeah, here it is. Even we, even I assume it's even if we agreed to take the League Cup match as checking game, some players are not worth being given a chance. Uh, which is boy, that is. Uh, that is quite the statement. <laughs> Who do you think that is, Hutton? Uh, yeah, I would hope so. I hope he's pissed at Hutton. If Tony just... Uh, I'm sure he's got a, a guillotine somewhere. <laughs> Some people have probably have called for for Hutton. I'm not going to say you should do it, but I'm not going to say anyone would miss Hutton. Yeah. Um, God. And meanwhile, Scott Sinclair scored for Celtic again, but it doesn't matter because he wouldn't have scored for us. That's what I maintain. No. Yeah, absolutely. It's a false equivalence. We we weren't in the system to make Scott Sinclair successful. Good for them. Now they'll think that some of our terrible players are good. Maybe they can buy like Lescott from us too or something, you know. Maybe we can pawn us, pawn us that, uh, we had a, Gabby. A Lescott to Leeds rumor. There was, a again, on today on Facebook, a fake Gabby page saying I mutually terminated my contract. There's, like, so much wild stuff going on at Villa. Oh, my gosh. I know. It's pretty this great. It's a circus. I wonder if we could uh, con Celtic into buying Benteke from us. <laughs> hmm? Sorry, we don't have him anymore, but you already gave us the money. Uh, 
I don't think they have that much money. <laughs> no, we'll sell them to you for like five million. They like barely beat a team from Gibraltar. They're like not going to get any Champions League money. <laughs> There's some guy on Twitter who keeps insisting on comparing Villa to the Champion League Celtic uh, because someone roped us into their mentions, and I just want to mute it all. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> all right. Um. So Rotherham Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home, get out the banners from Rotterdam to Rotherham. <laughs> um, it's going to be what? It's just normal start time Saturday, so three, three locals. It's still British summertime. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ten e- ten Eastern for you, Robert. Um, yep. Not on TV though, so. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. Did it really happen? I don't know. Villa will possibly hope to tell us it didn't happen. Now that it's not on TV, we'll score seven. And give up eight. Ooh. <laughs> but at least the fans will have been entertained. Rotherham is one of my favorite clubs because their crest is a windmill. It is. It is a good crest. One time I think I, it was like my default crest in Ultimate Team, and I just kept it because it was cool. Yeah, it's it's a nice little crest. I'm I'm a big fan of that. So They're not very good at football, though. No. Why would you say that? How did they do last year, Jack? Well, they should have went down, Maybe. Yeah, they ended up 21st in the championship last year, which, oh boy. Impressive. That's, that's not You, like, good. almost have to try to be that bad. You have to do, like, Bolton and sell your club for one pound, or Blackpool, where you sell your players for 149 like oh. a Tesco special, I don't know. Or Hull, where you don't even have players. Or you don't have a chairman, so you can't <laughs> have a buyout for Abel Hernandez, because... I don't know why we need another striker unless Jordan Ayew leaves. But anyway, yeah, back to the game. Rotherham, they're not good. They they drew with Wolves last weekend. They scored two. They conceded another two. And yesterday against Morecambe in the League Cup, they lost 5-4. to four. <laughs> It was not a good week for uh, championship teams in the League Cup. No, no, it wasn't. Um... Which more can be FC? They, you know, people talk about minnows in the cup. Their Twitter handle is at shrimps official. <laughs> they are really? the shrimps. They are the shrimps. They're twenty second in football league two, and they actually lost to Grimsby Town. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, let's just take a look at some of the carnage in the league cup, though. Like uh, Birmingham lost, of course, which is good to hear. Uh, <laughs> Everyone needs to stop caring about them. I know, but I mean, Rotherham lost, Birmingham lost, um, we lost. Someone else was losing, and I can't remember who. Another one of the uh, championship sides. It was just a whole bunch of garbage from the championship in this in this round of the League Cup. It's true, and I guess one I guess one thing on Birmingham before I leave it is the game against them will be televised. Yeah. And for their other TV info, you can check the site. But yeah, that's that's not. Till October, November, so... So, what are your thoughts? I mean, rather, like you said, we've got to score. Because if we don't... <sighs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to need three goals. <laughs> three or, goals is Or I'm going to sound, sound the panic alarms. Even if we won 2-0? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just... I'll yeah. settle for 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. I don't even have a hard bargain. Just, just win. I don't care. Make them do a stupid own goal. I don't care. Well, Actually, the way we've been playing, I might settle for 0-0. Zero, zero. Oh my god, no. <laughs> it's, all, it's all slipping down. If 
we don't score against this team. Yeah, absolutely. Multiple goals. End of. So. They don't have a good team. They uh, Looking at values of players, they have two players that are worth over 1 million euros, and Villa have 22. (laughs) I don't know. I watched this team last year. I'm not sure if Villa have any players that are worth anything. And even Tishbola is is 200k, but he obviously was bought for 5 million. (laughs) Some good value right there. So, yeah, for somebody. Um... I don't know. I, I really don't know as much about Rotherham as I should. Um, and I'm probably not going to learn as much because, unfortunately, we won't get to watch this. Nope. I just... And at this point, I sort of feel like... The radio? We, yeah, I feel like we sort of did at the end of last season where it's... I'm not even really sure what to say. Because, yes, Villa should win this. want to watch it? That was my feeling at the yeah. end of last season. But, I mean, like, Villa should win this. And that should be our prediction. But... You know, Villa should have at least pulled out a 1-0 against Luton. I'm going to say Di Matteo just pulls some magic and it's we win 4-1. All right. I'm in for do that. A, still do a stupid goal. But, what, we said bet the under last week, though. That hit. <laughs> That's true. That was good. Uh, I'll say bet the over this week. Just just take Villa, Villa to win. Yeah. I God, I hope so. If we all do oh, it, it spread, has to happen. Spread one point five. Villa, Villa to win by a goal and a half. Yeah, if if we all bet it, it has to happen, right? Mm, yeah, mm. I don't know about that. Well, all right. <laughs> Only one way to find out, and you can't watch. So follow along on on Twitter with us yeah. on Saturday. All along, read us. Are you are you running Twitter, Robert? Uh, James was talking about maybe doing some of it from uh, Villa Park. Actually, we it might have like a live. A, man he gets on this pretty thing. good. It seems like he gets pretty good service there. Always from his Snapchat. Well, does he have his phone back? Yeah, who knows? That's the big question. Supposed to be getting a phone. Yeah, we might have a man on the scene, but if not, we'll find a way to make sure you get Twitter updates because we are not going to leave you in the dark. Yeah, so that's going to be at three three local. 10 U.S. Eastern. Yeah. But until then, we'll have previews, championship championship travel guide, Rotherham, coming up, everything coming up on the site. So make sure to keep checking back at 7500toholt.com. And like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter if you're not doing that already. You probably are if you're listening. But do that if you're not. And for my co-host, Robert Lintot, I'm Jack Grimsey. Thanks for listening to the Holtcast.